O Lord, our God, how glorious is your name in all the earth. Words from Psalm 8, the psalm for the day. Greetings from St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Fredericton. I'm Bob Jones, teamed up with musician David Berry, who is also our reader today, and with Stephen McKay at the controls. We hope we can bring you comfort, guidance, and joy through these weekly podcasts. A prayer for Trinity Sunday. Blessed are you, creator of heaven and earth. Amid the immensity of the universe, you are mindful of us and seek us. Blessed are you for the gift of your Son, who humbled himself to share our life that we might be raised with him to glory and splendor. Blessed be your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Now David Barry will read the word and give us some more music. The readings today are, are from the New International Version of the Bible. The first, from the book of 2 Corinthians 13, the, the last few verses, final greetings. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All God's people here send their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And now from the last few verses of the book of Matthew, chapter 28, the Great Commission. When the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The word of the Lord.
It's Trinity Sunday when we read the farewell that Jesus gave, his farewell word to his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But I want to focus on another reading for Trinity Sunday, the Corinthians reading, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, thinking of Christian behavior. You know, a clergyman goes through stages of growth from graduation and ordination to finally being an old gray-haired preacher moving from the attitude of trying to enlighten the flock as to how to uh, understand the Bible, how to make sense of all the teaching, teaching such as that God loves every person the way a parent loves a child, while at the same time facing the bitter truth that sometimes the best people are struck by the hardest blows. When I was in my early teens, I was taught that God was a loving parent, and we sang, God will take care of you. But then the shocking news of the Holocaust, six million Jews systematically killed. Every year on the 27th of January, International Holocaust Remembrance Day is observed so that we won't forget. They too were taught that God loved them as a parent. If the older years of my life have taught me anything, it is that there are some questions for which there are no easy answers, which is why maturity nudges us toward thinking more of Christian behavior. How should a Christian behave in a world like this? What is the contribution of a Christian in a world that is going through what we are experiencing right now? I have been thinking that if I were a songwriter, I think I would start one with the line, the world's in a mess, and we can't even hug or follow Paul's admonition to greet each other with a holy kiss. Can you exchange a holy kiss through a face mask or even a smile for that matter? So how do you behave like a Christian or do you simply resist in these tumultuous times? One way of resisting is to say, as some do, I don't really know enough about it. Therefore, I can't really do anything. And my answer to that would be, you don't have to be learned before you can love. Or another objection might be, how can I act like a Christian if other people have no intention of doing so? How can I turn the other cheek, as Jesus said? if the other person has no intention of doing the same? How can I forgive if the other person's attitude is anything but? It's almost impossible 
to keep the rules of the game unless the opponent is playing by the same rules. So this is the dilemma of a Christian living in a non-Christian world. The bottom line then has to be what you do as a Christian. You do not because it works, not because it is accepted or produces results. You do it because it is right, because it is the way of Christ. Now, some of these ideas have come from one of my favorites of yesteryear, Theodore Parker Ferris. And I want to conclude now with a story that he told about a playwright, a dramatist, Edward Sheldon by name, born in Chicago, wealthy parents, a family that was more than comfortable, and he had both brains and personality, a Harvard graduate. He wrote many plays, but at the age of 33, arthritis began to cripple his body. By age 39, he was permanently bedridden. And at the age of 44, he was completely immobile. A year later, he was blind. And at age 60, he died. In other words, over half his life, a helpless invalid. Yet the story tells us that the more incapacitated he became, the more influential he was. With each loss, he cried, take what you will, I still have more to give. That was his secret. And in response to that lifetime attitude, a longtime friend who had suffered countless setbacks, defeats, disappointments, that friend wrote to him, in these words, I believe in God's patience because I have witnessed yours. I believe in God's sympathy and understanding because I have known yours. I believe in God's goodness because he has spared you to us that we may see to what unselfish and noble heights a person may attain. It's interesting to note that Sheldon had no formal religious beliefs at all. It's all about the desire to give, the incentive to begin where you are and with what little you have to behave like the Christian we would like to be. And now a prayer. Open the eyes of our understanding, O God, that we may perceive the mysteries of your truth. Help us to remember always that your goodness and power and presence are with us always in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and in your love and in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. 
Tom Friedman, a columnist for the New York Times, wrote recently, the world can only be saved by following the words, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's known as the golden rule, whose author also taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Goodbye.